Hey, welcome to our podcast on the art of relationships. We're your hosts. I'm Tim Milhoff. And I'm Chris Grace, and we're with the Biola University Center for Marriage and Relationships. So we're here to talk about all things relationships. Chris, I don't know what it's like for you, but uh, when all of our kids were playing sports, we had uh, the schedule up on the refrigerator that looked like an air traffic controller had put it yeah. together. We were all different places at different yep. times. Just Little League Baseball. All three of our kids <laughs> played Little League Baseball, and Noreen and I figured out, sitting in the stands, 150 hours, uh-huh. and that did not include playoffs, and all three of our kids went to playoffs. Yep. Every weekend, again, you go to a baseball tournament, a basketball tournament, a soccer tournament, the finals are played on Sunday. Yep. So if you make it, you, your family's being pulled in 10 million different directions, and pretty soon you're tired between you and your spouse, you haven't had quality time, and it's just a mess. Yeah, our youngest daughter, uh, or our daughter was a year younger than our son, and we scarred her by saying, you will not play softball. You're going to play baseball for the first three years, so we have the sa- so they can oh. be on the same team. <laughs> so we only had one practice, and she's like, Dad, all That's my right. friends are playing softball. I don't care. You're playing, you're baseball. playing baseball. That's right. Well, uh, all of us struggle with this. It may not be sports. It, it, it may be the arts. Yep. Uh, it may be extracurricular activities that are pulling the family in every different direction. Kids are getting started in whatever at younger and younger age. So we decided to bring in a couple uh, who are experts in this area. <laughs> Dave and Ann Wilson uh, have been married for 36 years. He is, he is the pastor of one of the pastors of Kensington Church uh, in the heart of Detroit, about 14,000 come through that church. Yep. Uh, Dave and Ann speak for Family Life Ministries. They've been doing that for almost 30 years, and they have their own ministry called Vertical Relationships. Vertical Marriage. Vertical Marriage. Yep. So they uh, also, in addition to that, uh, love sports. Uh, Ann, you, play, you did sports in college, right? I was a gymnast. You were a gymnast. Yeah. That's awesome. And Dave, you were a football player. Yes, football player back when we had no helmets or face masks. <laughs> That's what people think. Good, yes. Uh, Good. Back in the 70s. And I think your one eye is awesome. I think, it looked, I think you look great. Um, so then you had athletic kids, right? Right. So you are now in ministry. You have a booming church. You guys are speaking. And then you have these really athletic kids. What effect did that slowly start to have on the family and your marriage? Yeah, I would just say, you know, even as we f- first became parents, we both, because we were college athletes, thought our kids are going to be the best athletes. <laughs> we did. We really did. I mean, we, I don't know if we even said it out loud, but we just thought Division One athletes, our kids, you know, we both had full rides to play, you know, scholarships wow. in college and pay a dime. I'm not paying for my kids to play college ball. They're going to get full rides because they're going to be great. And then we had them, and like, whoa. And, then, and and honestly, when I grew up playing sports, there was one sport. That's right. And then That's another right. sport. That's right. And yeah. now it is a crazy world. Yeah. I remember our youngest, Cody, was uh, 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 trying out for a soccer team. And when he was accepted to the team, which is a big deal. He barely get in this like, elite like he level. he was like three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, I think, seven or yeah, six. It's, the coach calls me and says, by the way, it's 135 games, and if he misses one, he's not in. I'm like, well, we're not doing that. He goes, yes, you are. He's one of the best kids. We need him. I'm an elite coach. They paid this guy. 
You know, wow. this is youth sports. Wow. And he refused to say, you can't miss one game. We're like, we're not going to do it. And that was yeah. one of the things we learned. You don't yeah. have to do it all. But honestly, it's scary. Yeah. Because, I mean, talking to moms at school, they're like, oh, is your son in that, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. Federation baseball? I'm like, uh, what's that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Your son's not in Federation? Oh, my gosh. Well, they will be so the- far behind. Yeah. yeah. And so then you get this panic mode like, oh, no. I need him to be in the best of the best of the best of the best, or my son's going to be a failure, and That's then right. nobody will mm-hmm. like him. That's right. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you what, I, you answer, are you asking this question, what did we do? Yeah. Here's what we did. Uh, right or wrong, we developed a mission statement. We call it a bullseye for what we were trying to raise. Mm-hmm. Most parents, wow. especially even Christian parents in the church, have never thought through, what is it we really hope these mm-hmm. young men and women mm-hmm. become? And I always said, you don't even evaluate how you did as a parent till they're 25. Now my oldest is 30, so now I say, until they're 30. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you're trying to evaluate when they're 16, 17. Are, are we successful? Don't evaluate it yet. Wait. You're, mm-hmm. you're dreaming. But the biggest thing is most parents have never sat down as a couple or even individually and said, what is it we're trying to raise? So they just give in to everything. I'm going in this sport, that sport, because they don't have a strategy like, is this soccer, baseball, baseball? Is this part of what we're trying to do? How does it fit in strategy? Because yeah. a mission always determines strategy. So if you don't know your bullseye, you don't know how you're going to get there. So that was the first thing we did. And that was big because you're assessing, too. We looked at how are kids wired? How has God, yeah. what bent has God given them? What are they good at? What are they passionate about? Because our one son hated football, mm-hmm. but the other brothers would sit and they'd compare their bruises and their bumps and how they love hitting each other. And the one was like, I hate this. Mm. He was more artistic. So even to think, is that even a wise choice for our time, money, and even for him? Mm-hmm. Where has God, what has God put on his heart? You know, I think you, t- you uh, hit on something. That I'll be transparent. Uh, I was a theater major, so uh, we thought we our kids could be elite mimes. We know they can. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But here's the deal: so you get your kids involved in sports or, or whatever activity, then this crazy thing happens in baseball and football. There's the all-star team. Yep. Is your child going to make the all-star team? Right. And I realized how much of my identity yep. was in that. And so being on the elite team, I want my kid to be on that elite team. Even though in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, boy, this is going to be financially too much and time-wise yeah. too much. But I'm thinking, boy, if my, you know, if you had a son or a daughter who was in that particular musical traveling group or yep. asked to be part of this elite you know, after-school program, it's my self-identity that's getting the strokes. Sure and that's is. where it's really hard to kind of check that. Yeah. Great point. I can't believe how mad I got mad. <laughs> I got one time, Jeremy like didn't make a, an all-star team. And I'm thinking, I'm going to call that coach. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? You know what, what? kind of cra- And it's like, oh, my gosh. I was that coach. I coached all different oh. levels, yeah. even in, now even in high school. Uh, and when you called, I knew that parent like, oh, my goodness, here comes the Muhoff parent. <laughs> Doesn't have a clue how That's bad right. this kid really is, actually. Yeah, no, I, called, I called the mime coach. He wouldn't even talk to me. I get, I get <laughs> silence on the other end of the phone. It really ticked me off. That's I get funny. angry at him. <laughs> that um, funny. Tell us about your targets. What was on there when you guys yeah. thought about this? You had individualized targets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I copied Craig Rochelle's target. I don't know if you've ever heard him talk about this. No, you know, I'm, pastor I'm not even of sure Life who Church. That is. Who is that? Craig Rochelle, pastor of Life Church uh, mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. Probably he won't let you count the biggest church in the, in the country. He just says, don't count my numbers, but they're all over the world. 
Craig has six kids. I heard him talk about this years ago, and we had uh, written one before this, but when he said I thought that's as well said. As, it's real similar to what we did. He said, here's what we're trying to raise in our family. And again, each family has to uniquely take it and say, is this true? How would we shape it? So we shaped it a little different, but it came down to single-minded, Christ-centered, biblically-anchored world changers. Mm-hmm. That was it. And one of the things that hit me when I heard that, the first one we're talking about right now, single-minded means most parents, America or wherever, are like, I want my, my kid to be well-rounded. You, you ask them what's their, their goal. I hope he's happy. You know, and their, their bar is like, I hope he doesn't do drugs. I yeah. hope he doesn't. You know, yeah. It's like, that's your bar? Yeah. And so what he said was single-minded, and we really tried to do this. What Ann just said is like, okay, each child is uniquely wired by God, hardwired. hardwired. You don't need them well-rounded. You don't need mm. them in every theater group, in every sport. He's wired as an engineer. Our oldest son is an engineer from day one. And every parent, you can see it. You know. Right, right. Is he an athlete? Yeah. But is it his gifting? Nope. And he, he knew yeah. it. Was he in sports? Yeah, he enjoyed it. But that wasn't. So we were like, okay, how do we help CJ be great in this area? Because he's already got God's made. Austin, our middle son, was artistic. How do we help? Did they do sports? Yeah, but it wasn't craziness. Our last guy had the sports thing. He's the one who played in the NFL. I mean, less than one hundredth of a percent at get to that level. He got to that level. So we saw Cody and are like, okay, he's really gifted here and he loves it. So let's help that. But the single minded thing really helped mm-hmm. before even the Christ Center biblically anchored world and what, changers. What happened was too is you celebrate their uniqueness of how mm. God wired them. Even yeah. in Psalm one thirty nine when it says God knit us together in our mother's yeah. womb, if God knit us together Whenever you're knit, I, I actually knit. You guys probably have never knitted. But when I would knit, I had something in mind. Mm-hmm. And I was going to mm-hmm. use it for a purpose. Yeah. So when God knit us together, he had something in mind. So I'm looking at our That's kids. Great. He had something in mind. Yep. And he wants yeah. to use them for a purpose. Yeah. It is not just to play ball or it's not just to sing in the choir. It's something very unique. It could be that. But so for we were, we were really, it was so fun to mm-hmm. look at how has God wired them. Our oldest son I think he was seven. He's on this basketball team. Dave, I'm super intense. Dave's not nearly as intense. I, I was coaching this team. We were 0-12. We never won a game. She's in the stands going nuts. Bad coaching. You guys are terrible. I was I was a PE major. I was going to be a coach. My dad's a coach. My brothers oh. are coaches. And so I'm like, CJ, I'm coaching from the side. Like oh. the mom. How crazy. You don't know any parents like that, do you? No, no. Yeah. So I'm yelling, and he stops. All the kids are down at the end of the bucket. They're shooting. They're trying to get the rebound. Our son is standing in the middle of the court, Half looking court. at the scoreboard, all alone. <laughs> the ball, the game's going past him. Yes. He hasn't moved. Yes. And I'm laughing because I know I'm what not. CJ's doing. He's an engineer. I knew. Oh. I, I literally, seven years old. I call timeout. Hey. I go, CJ, what, what are you doing in the middle of the floor there? He goes, Dad. How does that scoreboard get lit up from the guy pushing the buttons? <laughs> Over there and I go, yep, that's exactly what I knew you were doing. And yeah. Ann's like, wow, you know it. <laughs> And but we knew then, it's like, you know, the parents that get so over the top about, my kid's got to be a great basketball player. That's not what he was made to do. Why would we want him to do something mm-hmm. God hasn't That's uniquely right. wired them to do? The funny thing is, you know, coaching middle school basketball, we have tryouts. Yeah, it's ah. like the first time you actually cut people. M- myself and the other coach, and every, every coach knows this, we know in three minutes. Sure. 80 oh, kids yeah. come in three minutes. You know we can immediately know they have it, they don't. Parents, yeah. parents are so subjective, yeah. they will not let you tell them that. Like, you know what? That's not what he's going to do with his life. Oh, you have no idea. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, they really think this is their identity. Yeah, that's a big thing. And piece. sure enough, 20 years from now, that kid never did that because that's not yeah. what he was made to do. Yeah. And 
So interesting. I think one of the dangers is that parents, when they do this, um, it seems like there's a, a bigger risk. And, and it's this. It's not figuring out who your child is, not being able to listen, not being objective enough, right, when it comes to your kid. But it seems as if we each also hear God in different ways. We oh. relate to God mm. in different ways. So your young son who's standing there probably feels yeah. more in you know more in tuned with God or what he's designed to do when he's doing something, let's say, yes. with engineering right. versus in sports. And then one might be saying, this is where I sense and feel God's presence. And we could be doing some damage and harm to our children when we don't encourage them to say, where do you find God? Where do you sense that this is what you were made to do, right. to get up there and to you know, yeah. do Doing the artwork, or to do ballet, or to play the piano, and that's Mime. where I feel God <laughs> to do miming. <laughs> and so it's fascinating how we can actually be encouraging them when we do this, when we set those targets, when we're able to identify that, helping them see and recognize who God is and how He's designed them, and how they can best reach Him and talk with Him and mm. be with Him. Yeah. And even when you come up with the target, I love that idea. When you actually have to pull the trigger, though, to mm. say notice something based on the target. We got asked to speak at family camp. Uh, we'd never been to family camp before. And one of the things that kind of bummed us out about, you know, having athletic, active kids is family vacations were a nightmare because there yes. just was no time exactly. to do this. So we get asked to uh, do a family camp in Tyler, Texas. We agreed to it. Our kids are playing baseball, Little League baseball. And so sure enough, uh, the all-star teams are announced. And uh, two of our older kids are on All-Stars. And it's the exact week we're supposed to be in Tyler, Texas. So Noreen and I get together. We're like, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to say no? And we, we prayed about it. And I called that coach. All, they're going to be on the same team. Mm. Called the coach, said, hey, man, I just want you to know right now, you got two extra spots. So I'd give them the two kids before we, uh, you announce because uh, we're going to say no. He couldn't believe he, he couldn't. Be he goes to our church. Couldn't believe it. Hmm. Bro, people don't usually say no to this. Hey, your kids can stay with us <laughs> during that week. Well, you know, family camp, we kind of would like to have them together <laughs> at family camp. But we said no and then had to say to the kids. So it came out uh, and they're not on the list. Uh, right. And I said, uh, Michael, Jason, come here, sit down. Hmm. I got good news. I got bad news. <laughs> good news. Really good news. You guys were picked for the all-star team. You guys made it. What? You made it. You were picked. Uh, but we're going to family camp. And they were really upset for like one whole day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we got to family camp and, and it came up every once in a while. You know, it could be a, yeah. as they're doing the zip line and all yeah. that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But we, Noreen and I have never, ever regretted that decision. Ever. And, and wish we would have pulled the trigger more often. Yeah. So sometimes this courage went to actually, and I think you need a community, right? You need yes. like-minded parents who look at yeah. you and say, you're not crazy. You are yes. not the crazy one. And did you have a community like that, that would kind of back your, these kind of decisions? Yeah, we did. I mean, we, yeah. one of the things we were very fortunate to have is a community of, of families, really, that we raised our kids all the oh, way nice. through teenage years together yeah. and the struggles that was, and we're still close to them. It was a dream come true. Well, I think one of the best things we did, even that we became a family on mission, even mm. world, like to give them the eyes of, of Jesus for the world. Yeah. So we really did go on not only like family camp kind of things, but we also took them around the world to mission trips. And every time we did mm. that, they had yeah. to say no to something else. And that's super hard. And I'll tell you one other thing Ann did. This was her she initiated. She said, when they're all three playing high school football together and I was coaching, we would get home late. 
And she mm. said, we are eating as a family oh. every night we can, most of the nights. And so dinner a lot of times was at 9 o'clock. Wow. Mm-hmm. And great. we sat down, and she forced it to happen. And that was a really pivotal moment mm-hmm. for our family. Yeah. Did, the student, did your kids uh, get to participate in setting up the targets? And did you talk to them about, oh. this is what we're doing? Was it a comp- something that you just said, this is what we're aiming for for you? Or how did you guys do that? I'd like kid? to say that we were awesome and we did all that, but not really. I'll say that. We were awesome. <laughs> yeah, actually, we said it, and then as they got into the teen years, we had more conversations about it. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. It really helped us when they were the, the youngest. Yeah. You know, starting there and then following through. And again, we didn't do it perfectly, but. But they did. Like I think that one of the things they saw how unique each of the brothers was. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't as competitive in terms of like, oh, we're all athletes and I'm the better athlete. But they would say like, oh, Cody's super athletic. That's cool. CJ, you're so um, you're so engineering like you're our tech guy. That's so awesome. And Austin, he's so artistic. He's a writer. It was cool that they could celebrate each other, how God had put yeah. them together. The amazing thing that we, we did write is I do remember often laying in bed at night, especially mm-hmm. middle school, and dreaming with them, mm-hmm. praying with them. What is God going to do with your engineering gift? He's got a plan for that. Unbelievable. What is God going to do with your love for literature? Yeah. And I look back now, and you know, now we have the wisdom to go, hey, we're old enough to go. We're, we're really old. We can look <laughs> back and see what worked. They're all three doing something with that gift for the kingdom. It's really cool. And Cody's out of sports, but even the leadership gifts that he used in sports now as a kind of pastoral kind of guy. It's pretty cool. And just like you guys needed parents to support you, I think our kids need peers that will support them in making these hard calls. I will never forget. This is what drove me crazy as a parent. Drove me crazy. There was a youth conference that's going to happen right in uh, downtown L.A., uh, so there was four kids on the team that wanted to go, four Christians. The coach said, you go, you miss a practice. The next game, none of you guys play. Mm. All they're going to do is miss one practice. Yeah. And uh, so what happened was they did the practice, missed the first part of the conference, all jumped on a midnight train and got there so they could be there for a day and a half. Mm. And I just said, guys, that's a great decision. Mm. Yep. And I, I really applaud you. So we, all, as parents, we all took them down to the train station, said goodbye to these kids, getting on a midnight train mm. uh, to Georgia. <laughs> uh, and that kind of thing. Then one time, Jeremy, uh, same thing, but, but he was going to miss practice. He couldn't make the practice. So the coach made him do like 500 up-downs. Yeah. And I just said, Jeremy, I'm so proud of you for doing these up-downs. Mm. I, really, I, I think that speaks really and well. And you did them with him, didn't you? So I think we're out of time on the podcast. <clears throat> They're called down downs. You just got down one time and never got back up. I do. I do half marathons. I load up on carbs and watch one on TV. So I, I think that's actually. Hey, this is great. Thank you so much for uh, helping people navigate priorities. I think the target thing is a great idea for families to sit down and talk about what what do we want. And I think we often overestimate or underestimate what we want our kids to be. They're physical, yeah. emotional, intellectual, mm-hmm. spiritual. And yep. sometimes we, it, it, it could be uh, the intellectual part of it as well, yeah. right? Oh, I mean, it's school yeah. that's dominating everything and, and overshadowing right. it. So we want to get well-balanced kids, and thank you for helping us navigate that. Mm-hmm. Thank what you. a way to bless them, right? I mean, yeah. sending a blessing over their lives by mm-hmm. understanding who they are and how yeah. God made them. It just really does set up a future for them, and mm-hmm. what a great legacy. Thanks for sharing that with us, you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Guys. 
I Great. think God's going to bless you guys, uh, and next year I think the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. I was going to say, I think that's I think. what you're talking about. Yeah, I think God, I can feel that. I received that. I hope you're I a prophet. <laughs> <laughs>